Hello, and welcome to the Geeky Preacher Podcast, where faith and geek culture collide. I'm John, your resident geeky preacher. So without further ado, let's get into today's show. Now, could y'all please sit tight for 30 seconds for a word from our sponsors. And we're back. I apologize, this... uh podcast has been a long time overdue. I've actually been dealing with some personal illness here lately. I'm just now starting to get my voice back. So if I sound a little different and off, I'm sorry, y'all. That's a, it's a little bit beyond my control at the moment. That and I've been totally engrossed in the topic of today's podcast, believe it or not, is in a lovely little game that I'm, some of y'all might have heard of by now. I'm not entirely sure. But there's this little game out that just came out recently called Elden Ring. I'm not sure if any of you guys are familiar with it or not. Uh, note the sarcasm. I know everyone's probably every one of their mothers probably been playing it here recently. It is such a wonderful game. I am uh, completely stuck on it. I've actually streamed a few episodes of me playing it on the Twitch channel. If y'all haven't got a chance to check that out yet, hop over and check it out. Um, actually, I'm doing a submission character that I'm doing on there. Uh, let some of the people in the stream decide what character I'll be playing as, and they chose a confessor, which is very similar to a D and D cleric. So it's kind of right up my alley. Even though games like from software that puts out, I normally play like a caster or something like that. So this is still a little weird for me, but it's all in good fun. And, you know, I like trying new things. But anyway, so I bet y'all are wondering how in the world this will relate to the gospel. And, you know, I make it my mission on this channel not only to uh, talk about geek things, but how it relates to scripture. So the opening of the game is nothing short of the gospel message. If you really want to go check it out, it's very interesting. In that you play a character called a Tarnished, and that, that's just the player character, and the various NPCs you meet are different types of Tarnished. And uh, you are guided by these things called the Lost Grace to restore the Elden Ring and eventually become the Elden Lord. <coughs> Excuse me, like I said, I'm still dealing with a little bit of illness. Um, so the second I heard that, I was like, man, that'll preach, because, you know, like it says in John 16... When the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all truth. He will not speak of his own, but will tell you what he has heard, and he will tell you about the future. He will bring me glory by telling you what he receives from me. All this belongs to the Father is mine. This is why I said the spirit will tell you whatever he receives from me. So with that being said, we can really honestly look to the Holy Spirit like a sight of grace. Because he is what delivers the good news from above to us. When the gospel goes forth, the Holy Spirit goes forth. And, you know, it, you have your charismatic and uh, Pentecostal-leaning uh, denominations. <coughs> oh, excuse me. And uh, they will tell you that being led by the Spirit is to be in the will of God. Well, in that game, uh, whenever you rest at a site of grace, it will kind of send you in a direction pointing you to the next major objective, next plot point in the story. And uh, it kind of works the same way. And, and if we are led by the Spirit of God, if we are led by the Holy Spirit and follow in His grace, then we are going to be led to the uh, next thing that we're supposed to be doing for Him. We're going to be led to where He wants us to go in life and doing what He wants us to do. And I think that's very important. The thing about it in Elden Ring, however, is that sometimes that leads you into places you don't necessarily want to go. 
Like the first time I think I faced a boss named Margaret the Fell Omen, for example, I was severely underleveled, severely underpowered, and was just not ready for that. But that's where the game differs from real life. Because God can call you to some crazy situations, but know that he is there with you. That it's not just his grace guiding you, but his presence as well. So while in Elden Ring, we may get overwhelmed and attacked by bosses and destroyed by common enemies. Because let's face it, this is from software. If they ever got hold of Mario, I feel like the Goombas would be carrying rocket launchers. That's neither here nor there, but you know what I mean. Uh, from software is known for its difficulty. And I um, love every second of it, I'm not going to lie. Um, uh, I used to hate it, but the more I've played them, the more I'm just like, yeah, get good, suckas! Yeah, I'm not like that for the most part, but it, those games are fun, I have to admit. But much like the Tarnished in those games, we too have to rely on sights of grace or moments of grace in our lives to keep us going, to keep us pushing forward, to keep us kind of centered on what God wants. And how do we achieve that? Well, in the game, it's a little different than in real life. In the game, you just find these glowing spots that look like uh, a, a light or a torch, and it's that's just the sight of grace. In our world, we do that by going into a prayer closet, by going to an altar, by just taking time out of anywhere. And I'm not saying you have to have a dedicated place in your house. My prayer closet tends to be my driver's seat in my car, where I record most of my TikTok videos, where I do most of my scripture reading is in the front seat of my car because I feel like I live there half the time, um, just going to and from places. So most of the time when I'm driving, I have some kind of music on praying and just listening for the voice of God, listening for that uh, direction of grace. Much like the Tarnish does in Elden Ring. You, we have to be on the lookout for that grace in our own lives. For those little uh, hints and whispers from the Holy Spirit. Um, if you go back into the Old Testament, I want to say it was Elijah that was listening for the voice of God. It was The voice was not in the storm, the voice was not in the fire, but in the still small voice that came in afterward. And we have to know when we're, we have to know what we're listening for when we listen. So if you're not practiced in it, take that time. Just don't look for like these big suns, like the clouds opening up, the Red Sea parting. We all want that. But really when God reveals himself to us, it's going to be in small manner. It's going to be in small ways. Don't look for, you know, over the top stuff. I mean... The Pharisees asked the same thing of Christ in the Gospels, and he said, no, the only thing you're going to get is the sign of Jonah. Meaning that, you know, a lot of people don't uh, know what that means. They're like, oh, he did Jesus just say that they're going to get swallowed up by a fish? No, the sign of Jonah was uh, people that they did not want repenting, because Jonah in the book did not want the city of Nineveh to repent. That's why he ran. But uh, the sign of Jonah is people coming to repentance, people coming to him people getting receiving salvation that the pharisees didn't necessarily want uh i know that's off topic but that's where I, it was going so i just kind of led into that um so if we're looking for big signs it's going to be it's not going to be what we expect we just have to keep listening for that still small voice in each of our own lives and by doing that you are listening to the holy spirit you are going to hear the direction that god wants you to go and in turn, be doing what God wants you to do. Because all prayer in the Old Testament, in the New Testament, all prayer that you see in Scripture was followed up with direction, which was followed up with action. So we can't just let our prayer sit idly by. We have to listen for the instruction that God gives us while in our moments of prayer. Yes, we can pray for grace on certain situations. 
yes, we, there's all kinds of prayer, but if you're praying specifically about something, listen for instruction, then l listen to what the spirit tells you to do. Cause whenever we say God bless our enemies, sometimes he'll say, Hey, fix them a meal. Hey, uh, go up and talk to them. Tell them I love them. He's not going to make it easy, but he's going to make it possible. That's another place that differs from Elden Ring. Um, in, in video games, it's very easy to take on the enemies. You go at them full force with whatever magic weapons, um, abilities and skills you have. Whereas in life, Christ tells us to do the exact opposite. He said, uh, you've, uh, to quote from, I want to say the Sermon on the Mount, it says, you've heard it was said, love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I tell you, love your enemies and pray for those that despitefully use you and persecute you, that you may be sons of your father in heaven. So while the, in a video game, it's very easy to kill your enemies. Christ tells us to radically love them because that's how his kingdom will come. That's how his will will be done when we lay down our arms and love our enemies. And that is, that is what it truly means to be led by grace. If you want to know the will of God, the will of God is peace. The will of God is love. And that's how you know you're in his will. If whatever you feel God is telling you to do involves violence or anger or hatred, I guarantee it is not. The will of God will always lead to peace and love. The will of God will always lead to light. The will of God will always lead to those kinds of situations. Is it always easy? No. Sometimes it would just be so much easier to take out your enemies. Sometimes it would be so much easier to just hate them, to deny them a place in the kingdom. But no, what Christ did on the cross was offer up himself as a sacrifice for all so that we could all be, we could all enter into his kingdom with him. He did, he said, Father, forgive them. They know not what they do as they nailed him to the cross. And that is a sign to us. It, he didn't do it so that we wouldn't have to. He did it to show us what he expected of us. Not necessarily that we're all going to be physically nailed to a cross, but that we could model his behavior towards his enemies and towards humanity in general. You know, he said to love your enemies and that's where I'm going with this today. But because we are led by grace, we are led by those sites of grace in our lives. This might be a side of grace for you pointing you in that direction of loving your enemy, but that's where I wanted to go with it today, guys. I want to thank each and every one of you guys for tuning in and listening. I'm not even going to go over where I'm at in the game right now. Because quite frankly, um, I just got through, well, I will, I just got through the first part of the capital and beat Morgoth. And yeah, I'm trying to find my way up the mountain of the giants now. So y'all can make fun of me all you want. I haven't progressed that far, but you know, I have two kids on summer break. So my TV time is very limited more so than I would like to admit right now. So if you guys want to tune in on the Twitch channel, I'll still be streaming the confessor character as well. And of course, if you guys have any message, if you guys have any questions, concerns, comments about today's message, feel free to leave a comment on the app. Feel free to leave a review for and help me find some new listeners. And as always, join me on TikTok, Twitch, and all those other fun, lovely places. I would love to interact with you guys as much as possible because um, this may not be a church, but this is a form of ministry to me. And I always love to see, know the people I'm interacting with and the people that are listening in. So by all means, uh, reach out and contact with any concerns, questions, uh, praise reports, just a hi, how you doing? I don't care. That's why I'm here. And uh, thank you guys for tuning in today. I highly appreciate it. Thank you guys for tuning in to today's episode of the Geeky Preacher Podcast. I thoroughly appreciate and love each and every one of you. 
If you have any questions or comments about today's episode, please feel free to shoot me a message on the Facebook page or um, on your favorite podcasting app. And please write and review us so other listeners can potentially find this podcast. Um, Thank you and may the Lord bless you and keep you. Keep his face shining upon you and be gracious towards you. I pray that you have a great day. You are blessed and you understand that you are fully loved by Jesus Christ and our Father God. Thanks. Peace and love, y'all. Thank you.